Hi, and welcome to Everything Theatre's podcast, where we chat to the creatives involved in bringing you some of the amazing theatre we get to enjoy. Find out how exciting new shows come together and listen to the behind the scenes stories from directors, musicians, producers, and more. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. This week, I've got Monia Badini. Um, Monia has a show called Be My Guest, which is coming to London in July and then going to Edinburgh for the full month of August. Monia, love to meet you. Just want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Nice to meet you, uh, to Rob. I'm Monia Baldini, and I am Italian, and I am a theatre maker and a physical comedian. So I do physical comedy. I work internationally. Like I'm based here, but I lived most of my life uh, between France and the UK. And I define myself as an international artist because I I don't feel like I belong necessarily somewhere. Like I'm more like from everywhere. Uh, I like to be like this, like to to get inspired from different things and um, travel with my shows. That's what I love. Meeting different kinds of audiences, different people, connect with different cultures, artists, and so on. I am like, I have um, my studies, my education has been in France and uh, called Philippe Collier, where I studied mainly clowning. I had a past as like a serious actress in my early days. And uh, I was very bad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 um, I, I, the amount of people I speak to when you see clowning, and most people I speak to who trained in France, there's a big clown. I mean, it's not such a big thing in this country. When we think of clowns in this country, we think of the big wigs and the makeup, yeah. don't we? But continental Europe has a massive thing around clowning, doesn't it? Well, not really in Italy. Oh, it's no, not really. so so much. I mean, in the last few years, I feel like the clowning is spreading around. Like it's getting more, uh, in, in, you know, interested. People are more interested in this kind of style of theater. But in France, it is a thing. Yes, in mm-hmm. France, everybody. I think most people know what clown clown is, and in Italy, it's still like a bit in the UK. Uh, you know, the idea of, you know, someone goes to the party, a children party and entertain the children. But really, it is a style of communication. It's a total genre of theatre. It's, it's, it's the physicality, the... isn't it? It's how you how you make use of your physical presence. Is, is that would be sort of make sense? It is. There are different kinds of clowning, really. There are some like uh, clown who use tricks, like magic tricks or acrobatic tricks. But mainly, I think for me, what defines clowning is the relationship that you have with the audience as a performer, which is different from other performances in general. It's like being completely connected with the audience. There is no fourth wall. Normally, the performer, you know, the audience is not in the total darkness, so you can see uh, people reaction and you like playing always a bit on the edge always like what you created is the the union between the audience reaction and what you feel as a performer so you have to be kind of loose in what you perform you follow a script that is not so fixed so you are able as a performer to actually editing and changes in the time because the audience work as a big group no you know the audience is one it's like one body so you have to be sensitive in the source of understanding what is going on that night, how people feel, and then you just like connect like an idiot, basically, because you are so fragile. you are so uh, vulnerable in that position where you are on stage as a clown that, yeah, 
So, so your show, which you're bringing, say, you're, say you're bringing it to the Applegate Arts, which is out in East London, isn't it? 7th and 8th of July. And then mm-hmm. Edinburgh Fringe, 2nd to the 28th, you're doing the full blast of Edinburgh. What's um, Be My Guest about then? So Be My Guest is a, is a solo show, or maybe it's better to say it's a comedy that I play on my own because uh, uh, I play six different characters in there. So it's more like a comedy rather than a monologue. It doesn't feel like a monologue because mm-hmm. it's quite it's quite crazy. It's interactive. So I play with the audience. There's a lot of part, a big part of it is uh, actually devoted to improvisation. So I lose, I like, I follow a loose script and I just interact and see. Basically, can I say a bad word like uh, shit? Can I say shit? Yeah, we'll get away with one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like more, I am. am I. The more I am in the sheet, the more that I am able to improvise. So more I feel unsafe in that sense. More I feel like vulnerable and exposed and in a good way. Like an, more I feel like, like an idiot, the more uh, I get. I generate interesting script with the audience interactions. So uh, I play six characters, which they have come out as uh, uh, archetypes. They're archetypes. First, they came out as archetype of my persona, like parts of myself, which were like in a bit of the Pirandello story, six characters in a search of an author. It was more like those characters, they did that, they did that, like they knock at my shoulder, being like, I want you to say this, I want you to embrace this physicality, this body, because in the show, mainly I am, there's nothing. Like now there is a a light design, but uh, that's new. Uh, there's just me with a black costume, no no props, no element. It's just me embodying these six different characters and playing with the audience. It's very simple. Uh, these characters are part of myself. They fight between each other. They fight. They find resolution. They connect because each one of them is an archetype. Yeah, they are part of myself, but also each one of the audience member uh, relies with one of them or more than one. Okay. So each character finds their own choruses in the audience. And is that's fun because of that, you know, there is that uh, interaction, that fighting that we all have like this idea of being us being as a multitude, basically. Like, yeah, we're part, uh, yeah, we are a combination of different, say, characteristics. Yeah. And that, that this is why the show started uh, as me making a show about solitude. And it, be, it became a show where I speak about the multitude <laughs> that they are inside me. It's the same when you say you started the solitude. Was this another play that sort of, sort of come into development during all the lockdowns? Yeah, you know, when when we couldn't go out, we were stuck at home a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, that's when the idea came on because before that, before the COVID, I used to work as a hostess and I used to have cabaret nights, host cabarets. Oh. So suddenly I found like I'm a host with no guests. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what am I going to do now in my life? So I became like, okay, I make a show in which I am the host, as I always do, and I play different guests. But then as I was devising in, in Padova with Giovanni Fusetti, was the, uh, my teacher, and a very important person for me, that he helped me uh, with the devising of the show, uh, there was someone in the among the other artists who were bringing their project to said, uh, I think those parts are parts of you. Mm-hmm. And I went like, 
what do you mean exactly so uh, i started to feel really now from this you know moment of isolation moment of uh, uh, spending you know months and months on my own with my son in my flat uh, i felt like yeah i haven't been alone really in this experience you know there have been things parts of my persona which it's time to make a show that is a little bit more personal because before i haven't done that and that's that's what I was. This is so. So this is quite personal. In that, you know, you are putting yourself out. You know, you're you're presenting your a much more true image of yourself to the audience. Are you? I am. I am giving truth. Like, uh, you know, truth is a word that doesn't really exist mm-hmm. because truth is a lot of things. But I'm giving the truth of. I'm giving a picture of of who I am mainly as an artist. And I've decided after years of making shows that were didn't belong to my personal experience. I felt right there, maybe because after COVID, because after what happened with all of you know at the art industry and the struggle we all lived that time, that was time to give like a, a light from my inside and obviously find the fun mm-hmm. in what is inside me. And that became, you know, after became a universal. So every character is an archetype. Every character is something belongs to a universe. So yeah, it is kind of person. It starts from a personal perspective, and now it's like spreading from there. Yeah, yeah, because um, I mean, it's not interesting to speak about me all the time. Just you know, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I I think even with the most personal shows, though, isn't it? There's there's an element where it might start as personal, but you expand it and it becomes yeah. much more than what it. As with most shows, isn't it? What you start with is usually not what you end with. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's always very funny <laughs> to mm. see how things change. It, mm. It's quite a physical show as well, isn't it? You talk about sort of these sort. Of, there's a element of clown and then within it quite a physical show before we recording you're talking about sort of how physically exertion you know the exertion of this do you have to sort of go into months of training to get physically fit to do this for a month oh i did i i, I had to do it <laughs> i did i did a lot of training like i've been very you know quite i, I train I, you know i studied acrobatics i study i dance but before the show ugh, it took me months to get into this physical because I switch very quickly. Like those are bodies. There's nothing. It's just my body entering different shapes because I work following the idea of mass play, but I don't have a mass. So it is more or the body or like the voices are different. The way I engage with the audience are different between each character. And the switch are very fast between one and another. So that I ha- my body has to be ready to to do that switch, and I have to be quick and mm-hmm. keep the rhythm. So it is challenging in its physical sense. As the style of the play, the whole, this show is a very physical show. More than you know, is it is it a physical performance above all else? No, no. There is a lot of text too. Okay. It's both. It's okay. big. Like it's there's a. It's very rich. At the beginning, when I started to do it, it was a, a chaos. <laughs> and then all I'm doing is trying to breathe in between so the audience can breathe with me. <laughs> and uh, we go to breathe, we breathe together. But it's, uh, yeah, it's not, I wouldn't define it. I would, I, you know, I normally say it's interactive, it's physical comedy, uh, but it is all, there's a lot, like, big part of script as well. Like, 
there's text. So you're, bringing lots of, you're bringing lots of different elements in. So you're bringing the physical and the sort of the, the say that the, the actual text yeah. part of it. Coming oh. from physical theater, I try to make my style is like connecting text with the body or making, making it in an organic way. Like the text comes in the body, within the body, within the state, the physical state. You've, you've played this across. So, I mean, you've, you've already played this in this country didn't you recently you've played in italy yes. you've taken it to america there's i mean there's two questions there actually one is how does it work for the sort of the language translation because i mean obviously as you said you're italian but your english is is better than probably mine let's be honest um but well, how how does it work how, you know, does the play translate naturally from italian to english and vice versa so the play was born in english because that's oh. the way I work. I work in English. Okay. I feel much more free in English because it's not my mother tongue. And it's always, often, often when I speak with artists, using a foreign language gives a lot of freedom really? in creation. It does. Uh, because you feel less, you know, judgmental about what you're writing, what you're making. You go more, I think, in the, the deep, in the depths. It's just more, yeah. From the belly i don't know what it is mm -hmm. for me uh in english i feel much more free so this show was actually the script was developed okay. in english and i had to translate it into italian it back. <laughs> yeah i had to do that it was quite funny when i did that process because uh it's not the same play like in italian it's quite different because the references are different there are things that you know i had to choose different things to be to make to make it fun and light because obviously we have different cultures and me, because I know both of the cultures I lived in London for many years. So uh, I love British humor and, you know, absolutely adore it. Um, it was more interesting as well. having been so for many years away from my country. It was very interesting in, in, a, in, anthrop in an anthropologic sense to bring, to translate the show in Italian because it was, uh, it was a challenge for me, because, you know, it's very close to my bones. You know? Uh, but the audience, uh, I'm talking about audiences, they're very different. Like uh, the show is uh, in Italy because we have, my country, this very religious way to be in audience members. Like we do have this idea of like, you sit down, you watch something, you, you, you know, you respect. Oh. Like, like being in a church, you know? <laughs> like if the priest is super boring and, you know, therefore I uh, 45 minutes listening to the priest with the voice, you don't say anything because you know you are in the church. It's a bit like in the theater. And me, I like what, what I'm doing to to make the to shake a little bit the people, you know, to make them feel free to manifest their feelings right there with me. So in Italy, it's more difficult because at the beginning, they think I'm crazy and I don't understand this mm -hmm. is what I'm doing. It's deliberate. But then after a while, they just, they, after a while, you have to stop them. <laughs> once, they've, once they've realized what they need to do, <laughs> uh, you have to be enough. I am the performer, not you. <laughs> so that, but in in America, like in New York or in the UK, I have to say, like people are just like open from the beginning. It's just I think they're more used to this kind of work, especially in New York. They were amazing. Maybe they're more used to this kind of things, so it's mm. it's it's easier. A, a, a friend of mine who works in theatre talked. Um, we talked about. He talked about how you have to sometimes educate an audience 
because mm. we've talked about sort of how you because obviously London has a rich trap um sort of you know fringe theatre in London is 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 you know a big thing and we've talked about how you take some of these shows outside London and you know and outside Edinburgh because Edinburgh again is the people in Edinburgh know yeah. what's coming and my friend always says you you'd have you you need time to educate an audience to get them to understand what we're offering them and it's probably just, it sounds the same there isn't it it's, you know just we we get so stuck in our ways as you say with the italian culture probably being much more sort of respectful to the performer that um it, it just takes time doesn't it to sort of people to understand what what they're meant to do yeah i mean this is why in my shows normally i always have a prologue in which mainly i look <laughs> but i establish the connection this is something i do I'm doing quite regularly every performance I'm doing because I need to understand, like we need to to understand who we are. No, we are, we are people, like we, we are humans. We need to understand and we are doing a ritual uh, every time we go to the theater, no? Like we, we both, we're sharing a space, I feel, and you have to understand what is there. And, well, they have to educate me, I have to educate them, I don't know, but we have to understand um why we made this yeah why we are making this together because this the together thing for me is important like in my shows now what i'm creating every time the together aspect of my work is important like i'm doing this because of of the people like um because i like to play with them basically not because of the virtuosistic reasons or intellectual. I was just like, I'm an, I like, I'm, I'm an animal. I like to go and play with the people. They're not very intellectual. <laughs> but I like that. I like to make them laugh. Make them, you know, yeah. And not just laugh, but yeah. And it's, let's say, and the, show's, let's say the show is quite interactive. There's a two-way thing here for you and the audience. And yeah, you said, didn't you? So are you? do you find it's different between sort of, countries how how the audience how you have to draw things out of the audience is you know do you find is, is there not is there a difference in an american audience to an english audience as such i i feel um i mean this is like a little bit like over cultural like i think this is something that is yes there are some cultural aspect of it like american they were like that's you know i feel like the youth of the audience i did feel that I feel like, ah, you know, the fun, the British were more a bit like, I don't know. Yeah, more like wanted to see who I was. Uh, but I think it's over culture in the sense of like, it's something like really the audience is different every night. And it's uh, why the reason why I love, I love clowning, it's because it allows me and them to connect. To be on the same sort of level rather than me being uh, uh, on another level and then, then being below. Like we are there making something unique, different every night and maybe we feel that in different ways than the night before. Maybe we are there and we make something different. Mm. You feed off the audience, don't you? I've had people tell me when they do sort of interactive shows, you know, I've seen, I know yeah. people to do imp improv shows and they will say that. They said, you know, the audience you you, know, you feed off the audience don't you so you you move up and down with the audience mood yeah i do that i do that quite a lot uh and that's that's my 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 work as a host as being you know, a hostess for many years that was the best training for me mm, of course yeah um, that. Mm. 
now you say you go up to Edinburgh. You're playing the assembly rooms, aren't you? Are you playing the assembly rooms in Edinburgh? I'm playing at the box in George Square Garden. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I, so I'm, I'm quickly going through my head trying to remember which one George Square is. Um, <laughs> if it's on it's the, the, the central one without the thing of assembly. There is the Piccolo Theater, the big tent. Uh, is the main, 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 main the square. Main, yeah, because Assembly have a couple of areas, don't they? So, yeah, I think, uh, yes, I do. I've just clicked where you are. I do know where you are. I think it's in the old, I think that's the old town, isn't it? I, there's it's a the whole, old town. There's a whole street of it. Literally, there's a whole stretch along. I don't know what I'm doing. Sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, waving my hand back as if people can hear me on the radio. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do know where it was. Yeah, I, I saw a couple, I remember, a couple of shows down there have you done edinburgh before i did i did uh i did um, i started uh, when i was doing silent clownings basking <laughs> as i was still a student in the school uh, in the academy i went with my spanish friend andres and we did the silent show basking and the royal mind which was a disaster because we were, we were awful. And there was one day that we managed to get a crowd and then we were too scared we didn't perform. And we were having a, three spots a day and it was uh, absurd. Um, it was awful, but yeah, this sounds very useful. Then I went in 2017 with a group of friends in the Free Fringe. We, met, we put on a show called Tutti Frutti Cabaret, which I was hosting. Um, we were all international clowns, female clowns from all over the world, and we were doing little sketches together and alone, and was uh, was incredible. Like we were there, we were there for the full month, and was was a joy every night. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Uh, and then I went there as a as audience member many times. Oh, okay. yeah. So I know Edinburgh quite well. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know what you're letting yourself in for. I know, uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it different because you're going as a solo performer this time? I mean, do you still have a little crew? If you got a, you know, is it just yourself, or will you be there with other people? So you've got that support, you know, people around you to to to, to pick you up when you get to the, you know, when you start losing your sort of tether by the end of the month. Oh my god! No, if you say that, I'm scared. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna be alone. No, uh, my producer Giuseppina okay. Di Cesaro, that is. Uh, a fundamental help in my life right now. She's, uh, uh, you know, completely part of, of this process. Uh, and she's she's in the show. She's not physically in the show, but she's outside. She's like a mother <laughs> of the show. And she's going to be with me most of the time. So we'll be a team. Then we will have our light designer join us uh, for the beginning of the show. And then I think there will be plenty of colleagues and friends who are performing at Edinburgh at the same time. So we will be supporting each other. I <laughs> <Yes>. hope. <laughs> no. I, Not sad moments. I, so I, I, I remember speaking to a couple of people literally the week after Edinburgh finished last year, and they were still trying to remember what day of the week it was. They said they, they still couldn't work out where they were in the week. They were still st- yeah, just no. <laughs> trying to get sort of back into the screen of things. Um, Go back to the show. The show, say, the show's been played, sort of, I like, say, quite quite a few times already. Has it evolved over that time? Is it is it a completely different show to what you started with when it was first performed? It, it is much shorter in the sense that now it lasts an hour. At the beginning, it was lasting nearly two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my it's it's more now. It's more really 
I, I feel it goes, the rhythm is much uh, faster. I've cut a few things that were not relevant anymore. I think what changes in the show is uh, the idea of, like I was saying before, I breathe, which is, uh, we breathe. And uh, uh, more I feel like, myself maybe I, I have changed more than this show. The structure is more or less the same. I have changed in the sense that I give myself, I feel every time I perform more freedom to find, to fit from the audience new material. I feel like I'm less attached to what I've created before. I let it go and make new things right there in the moment. Maybe this is that feeling more, I allow myself to experiment. And it, this allows me to keep the show real. Do you think mm. when you're doing a full run, so say, I mean, animal runs, I say, so you're doing basically four weeks of shows, a show almost every day, isn't it? With sort of day off in about the 17th of August. Two days off. Two days off over 20, 26, 27 days, yeah. When you do a show for that length of run, does it just naturally change? Does it does it change over the course of the month? Yeah, it will change. It will change, I guess. I'm very actually excited to know what is going to happen with the show because I have done it more. The, the longest I've done the show is two weeks in New York. Then I had you know, a few days, five days a week, 10 days. But this is the longest time I will have performed that show. So I'm very excited. Actually, this is a great opportunity to see what happens in such a short time. It's yeah. a big gym for... Right, just to to just to sorry, bring things back to where we started then. So just give us the last, last reminder of um, what Be My Guest, why we should come and see Be My Guest when it comes to either Applegate's Arts on the 7th and 8th of July, or if we're going to Edinburgh why we should come see you at Edinburgh at the um, Assembly Festival? I guess I say you you have to come only if you want to play. Like uh, if you want, if you're someone who likes to play and uh, and being in a in, in an interactive experience, interactive experience, you should come because it's fun. Um, and it, the way uh, it is, because sometimes people are scared of what is interactive because they think, mm -hmm. you know, people just make fun of you when you feel naked. I don't do that. I honestly don't do that. I, I, my my play, be my guest is not interactive because I don't know what to do on the stage. It's interactive because it's a show about solitude, it's a show about the parts of ourselves. So it's our ongoing research between humans of understanding which is what makes us feel in a certain way, makes us mainly laugh about ourselves. So if you come there and see me, my guest, you will laugh at me. And through laughing at me, you will laugh at yourself. It will be reaching the catharsis, which is what we want to reach, which is just like being, accepting our humanity. And maybe, you know, after the day after we think about what happened. <laughs> but yeah, and also I'm gonna also do a workshop there in Applegate's theater. Which is, uh, yeah, which is going to be a workshop. We do it on a Saturday for a few hours. And it's about finding the pleasure of being on stage. So it's about the game, yet again, the pleasure of what makes us unique as a performer, what is funny about us, how we can recognize it, how we can play with it, how we can devise some material from what is working of us, with us. Excellent. And say, and just to so you're not you've got a lovely 220 slot which i've i like those afternoon slots i remember when i was in edinburgh and they're quite nice those afternoon slots because well one for a performer it means you can go out for the evening don't it but um 
there's less competition too, I guess, there at that time of the day. Or we hope so. <laughs> I think I, I've I found I I mean, yeah, I I found some of the afternoon shows were some of the best things I saw because. I think you get much more random stuff in the afternoon because all the supposedly the big, you know, the evening shows are their big highlight shows, you know, the ones yeah. they're pushing. Whereas the afternoon, you could just go and see some, I mean, some just complete randomness, which I think probably your show falls under as the sort of the random category that I, I love to go and see. We will, we'll put all the information up on the website. We'll put links for the Apple Gates and the Edward Fringe dates for you. Um, Mona, it's been an absolute pleasure. This is say it sounds really interesting. Just to repeat, be my guest and say Applegate's Arts, seventh and eighth, Ed Fringe, second to the twenty eighth of August, two twenty PM. All the links will be on the website. But absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Rob. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, and I will wait for you in London. Eh? I hope you mm -hmm. come. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to share our podcast if you enjoyed it and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode.